0: This is a Monty Moment. I'm Johnny Montevano. Well, folks, college football is back this week with Week Zero, and we will get to the Week Zero games later on this week on the Monty Moment. But we're going to get you set for the season by previewing the big power conferences. As we all know, like I talked about last week on the Monty Moment, the Pac-12 is really, you know, it's a conference that's not going to be uh, the same much, much longer, as we know that UCLA and U- USC are leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten in 2024, along with Oregon and Washington. Also, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and U- Utah are going to be jumping to the Big 12. So that's really going to leave the, the, the Pac-12 on life support. So that's some big changes to look at. Uh, also, you know, what's also changed this offseason? Well, we have new new coaches and new, fa- uh, new coaches in new places. You know, Matt Rule is back in Nebraska. Deion Sanders is in Colorado. Hugh Hugh Freeze is back at Auburn. And Luke Fickle will be at Wisconsin. So we've got that. Like I talked about in the Monty Moment last week, we've got some new rule changes. You know, the clock now will not stop on first downs temporarily until you're inside of two minutes of each half. It, this is also the final year of the college football playoff with the 14 format, which I think this year is going to be absolutely full of drama. And we'll get to that a, in a little bit as we, we preview along. So there's a lot of great storylines and stuff as we get you set for the college football season. And what we're going to do here is go through some of the, go through the big uh, power conferences, give you some predictions, give you col- give you the, uh, what I think are going to be the four teams in the college football playoff, which might spark a little bit of drama and controversy, but the college football playoff is supposed to do that. So that's what we'll do here. And you know what? I think it's only fair that we start out West in with the PAC 12 because, in my opinion, this is my favorite conference going into the season because it is deep. You know, you've got as many as 6 teams that could be conference title contenders with USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State and UCLA. They all have a case. They have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and USC quarterback Caleb Williams who as long as he stays healthy, he's looking to be like he's looking to be the number 1 overall pick. In the 2024 NFL Draft, you've got teams in Washington and Oregon who are returning senior quarterbacks with Michael Penix back at Washington and Bo Nix back with the Ducks. You've got the two-time reigning conference defending Pac-12 champions in the Utah Utes. And also UCLA, they could be very dangerous on offense again. So you've got that, and Oregon State is coming off of a 10-win season. And I think, you know what, it's it's not just limited to the top of the teams in the Pac-12 You've got Washington State, who's going to be a tough out. Arizona's improving, and like I mentioned at the Open, Colorado's got Deion Sanders as head coach, and that's going to be must-see TV each week. Now, the Pac-12 has not had a team in the college football playoff since 2016. That is going to end this year because USC, the Trojans, with Lincoln Riley, and with Caleb Williams, who may be a two-time Heisman Trophy winner, they're going to figure out how to slow down opponents and they're going to win the pac 12. And I believe that they are going to be one of the four teams that are going to be in the college football playoff at the end of the season and look, and also one other prediction, look for at least one U S a pac 12 quarterback to be in New York for the Heisman trophy presentation. So that's what you have to look at. And the final season, as we know in the pac 12, as we know it, I think is going to be one to watch. So look for some offense. If you like offensive football, then the pack 12 is for you. So that's what we're gonna do. Now let's let's go to let's go back east. Let's go to the SEC because when you talk about the SEC, the first thing you bring up are the two time defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, with the best coach in the country in head coach Kirby Smart. They have a chance to do something that has never been done in the modern era of college football, and that's to win three consecutive national championships. You know, the only three-peat in college football history came all the way back in 1934 to 36 when Minnesota claimed three straight titles. So the the Bulldogs are on the precipice of history, and they enter as favorites to make it back, even though they have new players to work with on both sides of the ball. They lost 10 more players to the NFL draft this year. Carson Beck, who was Stenson Bennett's backup last fall, was named the starter. And while Beck lacks Bennett's mobility, he does have a stronger arm, and I think he's going to benefit from something that Bennett did not really have, and that is a deep and talented receiver core. So – It's safe for me to say that Georgia is going to win the East and the conference and be back in the college football playoff. Is it safe to say three Pete? I'm not ready to go there just yet because, you know, teams that looked to to three Pete seem to fade off in year number three. And there are a lot of caliber teams in college this year. So, but to get them out of the East, I think is not going to be a problem. Even if they have a sneaky loss somewhere, but their schedule is favorable. They've got the best coach in college. And you know, they're 21 and 29 and one in the last two years, and opponents have had a tough time keeping up with them. They've had two close games really in the last two years. So even with all the new talent and stuff, Kirby Spart and Georgia Bulldogs know how to recruit, they know how to get talent done. And I think they're going they're gonna get back at least into the playoff discussion and go for a three-peat. Now, do they three-peat, like I said, we'll have to see. But that's what I'll say about the East. Now let's talk about the West and the SEC because Just like last year, it is all about LSU, and it is all about Alabama. It seems to be like every year, Alabama. But the Tigers defeated the Tide in a classic last year, and they go into the season with the better quarterback in Jaden Daniels and a stout front seven on defense. But Daniels has to be better throwing the ball down the field for LSU's offense to, to prosper. And there are also some holes in that Tigers secondary at defensive back. So something to watch there for Brian Kelly in his second year there. With LSU, but he's definitely got that program on the right on the right foot for sure. Now, for the Tide, their big concerns to me are two: quarterback, or actually more than two, quarterback, receiving core, and offensive line, which were things that, especially the receiving core and the offensive line, that were giving Alabama fits last year. Now Bryce Young's moved on to the NFL. They don't really know. They still have three options there at QB. Uh, you know, they had an 11 win season last year, but it was not great, especially for Alabama standards. But the one thing I looked at Alabama going into this year was looking at their schedule. They do have a challenging schedule, and yes, it's rare to say that Alabama's got a challenging schedule, but it's also the fact that they play those challenging teams that have at least four ranked opponents that they are playing at home, and they are night and day playing home and away. So, doubt Nick Saban at your own risk, and this is going to be risky in saying this, but because of the uncertainty that I'm seeing in Alabama's quarterback position and their receiving core and stuff, I am taking the Tigers to win the West over the Tide. But Georgia in the SEC, I think right now, is the way to go. And so I'm going to take the Bulldogs in the SEC, and I'm also going to take them to be one of the four teams in the college football playoff. So that's what we're going to go with there. In the Big, now Let's go to the Big Ten because the tide has changed in the Big Ten. And no, I'm not just talking about the fact that there are new teams joining. I'm talking about the fact – that the Michigan Wolverines have surpassed the Ohio state Buckeyes in this conference. And I could say, and I could say that without hesitation, they've they beat OSU twice in a row. They could definitely make a case for a three-peat in that regard. Uh, they got quarterback JJ McCarthy entering a second season as the undisputed starter. They've got Blake Coram, who was great at running back before he got injured late last year. He's also back for coach Jim Harbaugh's squad. And for Ohio state, you know, like a few of the big teams here in college football, their big their question mark starts at QB and replacing CJ Stroud. Now, Coach Ryan Day has still not named a starter. As we get started, they start in a, in about a week and a half or so, and that's going to be fascinating to see what they're going to go with there. But you look at this Buckeyes team, and their offense is going to be absolutely loaded this year. You know, with Marvin, with Harrison coming back. You know, you've got a great receiver in the Mecca, Uguba. tailbacks Mayan Williams, Trayvon Henderson is coming back. Uh, Trayvon Anderson has a chance to be, be the, the one of the better offensive players in football this year at running back. So they also have to shore up their offensive line because it's going to have to grow up fast and the defense is going to have to play better than a year ago. So given that case, I think the Buckeyes could rack up, could definitely rack up some nice wins this year, especially a couple of road games. You know, they, they go on to take on the fighting Irish this year again for the second straight year, this time at Notre Dame, they've got Wisconsin on the road. They've got Penn state at home who the Nittany Lions, that's a team to also watch in the Big Ten, too. I think they're going to be a very, very sneaky team for possibly Michigan and Ohio State. I don't think they're on their caliber yet, but I think they're very, very close. So I think you're looking at three very, very good teams there in the Big Ten. So even with those, if they get those wins, they could even afford, the Buckeyes could, a another defeat to their rival Michigan Wolverines. But saying all that, that to me is why you will see not one but two Big Ten schools in the college football playoff this year. And that is that would round out my four teams there, My four teams in the playoff, which we will review in just a moment. Now, in the ACC, the ACC has been really all about the Clemson Tigers the last eight seasons because they've won the ACC championship seven out of the last eight years. But I think this year they're going to be in for a very serious challenge from one Florida State. You know, FSU, they had a breakout 10-win season in 2022. They were returning a ton of talent from that team. They also made several upgrades at several positions from the transfer portal, which is something that Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney has really not used to his advantage is the transfer portal. And there are position groups on that roster that could use a lot of help. Now, again, Clemson won 11 games last year, but again, they did not look that great at all. And they have, they're one of the teams that when you look at their trying to replace players that go pro, whether that's, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback whether that's Travis Etienne at running back, they really have not been able to replace that. They thought they had that in G.J. uyunga Gale, and he was not great, and he ended up transferring. So the real big question with with uh, to me with Clemson is, uh, is again, to the quarterback position. Is Kate Klubnik the answer at QB? I don't know. We haven't really seen a lot about him. I mean, does bringing in offense coordinator Garrett Riley from TCU, does that help spark the Clemson's offense? I don't know if it does. And the way that Florida State looked and with all the answers they did, That's the thing. There are more questions than answers when I look at the Clemson Tigers this season. And, yeah, the ACC is favorable, but – and, yeah, they may beat Florida State once, but they're not going to beat them twice. And I think that's going to result in Florida State winning the ACC this year. And I don't think you're going to get a team out of the ACC into the top four. Now, when the college football playoff expands starting next season, you could get one of those two – or both of those schools in. But when you're only asking for the four best teams in the country – You ask, so is Clemson one of the four best teams? To me, they're not. And so that's why I think ultimately at the end of the day, I think the Florida State Seminoles are going to be the ones winning the ACC. Now, one other team and name to keep an eye on in the ACC this season is North Carolina's quarterback, Drake May. Now, last season he threw for over 4,300 yards, 38 touchdowns versus seven interceptions. Him and Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner from USC, they were the only FBS quarterbacks to throw for 4,000-plus yards with at least 35 touchdowns and fewer than 10 interceptions. So, look for tar- for the Tar Heels quarterback to be in New York as well for that Heisman Trophy presentation now. The Tar Heels just they need to protect May at all costs because he was sacked 40 times last season. So that's what you watch there in the ACC. And then finally, in the Big 12, this is a conference that was also affected by conference realignment. You know, you've got Oklahoma who's going to be joining Texas in the SEC in 2024. That long running bedlam series between Oklahoma and rival Oklahoma State will go by the wayside, as well as many other great rivalry games, which is one thing that this conference free is has done, is you're not going to see any of those. You know, the Sooners and the Cowboys have played 117 times since 1904. Uh, OU has a whopping 91, 19, and 7 advantage in the series. But you look at this season, when you look at the Big 12, to me, it's about it's about Texas. The Longhorns, they have all the pieces to win at least 10 games possibly more. Uh, they should have a chance to win their first Big 12 title since 2009 in their final season in the league. Now, if you believe Coach Steve Sarkeesian, quarterback Quinn Ewers, who we've heard before, put in the work this summer to improve. He's matured. They've got all five starters back on what should be a very, very good offensive line. And if a couple of their transfer portal additions step up in the secondary and linebacker Anthony Hill is as good as advertised, this defense should be good enough to do it. So I'm going to take the Longhorns to win the Big 12 there. Now, let's talk about the college football playoff, because, again, this is the final season As with the 14 format. it's there's going And I'm going to tell you right now as I sit here with a few days to go until the start of the regular season, there is going to be drama this year in the college football playoff. There really was not a ton late in the season. I mean, you, it, last year what was nice was we had points where you could look at eight teams for four spots. I think you're going to have that again. And there's going to be a lot of drama, and there's going to be controversy because when you look at it, when when the CFP expands to twelve teams, you're not going to have the drama that you've had these last couple of years, and that is a disappointment in my eyes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be nice for like the Cincinnati's and the TCU's of the world who, who, being in the playoff the last two years, I think has been great for the sport, but it also creates less drama. But so enjoy this year. But like I've been saying throughout this Monty moment. I got Georgia and the SEC. They're going to make the playoff. They're going to try and go for a three-peat. I've got both Michigan and Ohio State once again making the playoff out of the Big Ten this year. And, yes, folks, USC out of the Pac-12 is going to end the conference's slump in the college football playoff as and in its final year as we know it. So, so many storylines, so many questions, so much to look forward to this upcoming season. I cannot wait to get it started. Of course, we've got Week Zero coming up this Saturday. The twenty sixth of August, we will we will preview this that week. You know, you've got my Notre Dame firing Irish being the very first game on Saturday afternoon. You've got USC in action Saturday night. You've got seven total games. We will look forward to that in a, in a, in a future Monty moment later on this week. So, folks, summer is coming to an end. That may be bad for some, but it's the college football playoffs. The college football season is here. You've got the NFL not too far behind it. You've got other sports coming down the stretch. It is a great time to be a diehard sports fan, and it is great to be back on and talking with you with you about it on the Monty Moment. Yes, I haven't been on in a couple of months, but I'll tell you what, I am back, and you're going to get you're not going to get tired of me because I'm going to be on a bunch for you to talk about college, pro, and all that good stuff. So, for more, like us on Facebook and Twitter at Game On You can follow me on Twitter at MontebanoNY. Please check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ETB Network, where if you like our Monty moments, please leave us a like. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. And now more than ever, hit that notification bell. Have your notifications set so you know when all of our content is going to be out there. And, of course, check out our website at etbpodcast.com for great blog posts from all of our ETB um, contributors. This has been a Monty Moment. I'm Johnny Montevano.